And that's why I believe in you because that is the greatest purpose. It's to love. Honest. It's to, it sounds corny. Whatever you want to say, I don't care. I love people because there is freedom and power in loving people. Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode of the Positive Head Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I've got Daily and the Alien here with me. I'm always trying to find a new inflection and way to, to introduce the show, Dalian. You know, we got to keep it interesting around here. It, it kind of keep ourselves as entertained as possible with any repetitive parts of doing a podcast. You're telling me. Uh, yeah. You're telling me, man. I'm the one who uh, was going Who's flippant. Who's in about 25 different languages. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, throwing out anything and everything in the early episodes Um our listeners may have noticed that I've become like a lot more mellow in my introductions, whereas mm-hmm. for like the first few dailies, I was just, yeah, I was just going all out, throwing anything and everything at the wall. And uh, yeah, look, what you said is very true. You've gotten into the habit of doing what you did today is kind of funny is you're uh, talking to me about whatever <laughs> and uh, you start recording like almost in I the just, middle yeah, of the out sentence. Of nowhere. Yeah. I just say record and go. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, got to keep, keep you on your toes. Exactly. Keep it interesting. Yes. <clears throat> Keep it coming. Speaking of interesting, let's see. We got an interesting, interesting, inspiring review this morning. And let me pull it up here. So this review was from uh, Young KWN. I don't know. YNG KWN. Not sure how to say that, but uh, you are welcome here is how it's titled. And it goes a little something or a lot of something like this. This podcast has changed my life. Over the past few months, my life has completely flipped. I lost a relationship and my best friend was forced to move out of my apartment and back into my mother's home, quadrupled my commute time to work, and fell into a depression. I could not eat, could not sleep, and did not want to live because I was so unhappy with my life. You guys and your guests provided so much insight, so much light and love and possibility that I felt you personally were coaching me through my life struggles. From attracting the life that I wanted, to forgiveness, to acceptance, to trying new things, to realizing my God potential, Brandon and Dalian have coached me through my healing. Finding the Positive Head podcast, out of pure desperation to be honest, sparked a flame of love and acceptance of myself that was incredibly timely and will never be reversed. I am now on a deep inward journey of peace and joy that I know, that I know is how God intended for our human experience to be. 
I've received a pay raise at work. My circle of friends have drawn even closer and much more rewarding. I've lost over 25 pounds healthily. I am learning to play a new instrument. I have moved into my own space, no roommates and no one to answer to. I am training to be a yoga instructor. I am reading, writing, taking care of myself. And if love is in the will of the universe, then I know I will attract the love that is meant for me. To sum it all up, I have grown so much in the past three months that I hardly recognize myself. Take care, take care, guys. Thank you for your time, your willingness to share, and your undeniable impact on so many lives. Your work does not go unnoticed. God bless and Godspeed. With love, Kira. 23 Houston. Wow. That was such an inspired, rewarding review to get. Kira, thank you so much for completing the circle of love that we're putting out to the world by taking the time to give us this feedback and I, I'm so humbled and honored to play any role in your in your life and to play one that sounds as impactful as it has been really um, confirms for me that uh, you know what we're doing here is worth every bit of effort that we have to put into it. So thank you for taking the time to go on to iTunes and, and give us a review. Any of you out there who haven't done that yet, if you would, we really, really appreciate it. It helps us to reach new people and so forth and so on. But uh, yeah, what what an incredible review, huh, Dalian? You got to feel, you got to feel good about what you're doing when you, when you hear something like that. And um, yeah, I mean, Kira, you're, and what's so great is you're, you're just such an example to so many people as well how many people have been there where you're you've been and you're obviously a winner you're obviously someone who overcomes obstacles and it's part of your your life path to go through all that sort of downward slope right the the sweet's never quite as sweet without the sour and uh you have come through it it sounds like um with it <laughs> and, and in a tremendous speed speaking of god speed like wow three months to to accomplish all that i can't imagine uh where you will be in three another three months or three years just keep it up keep up the good work you you definitely have some 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 goodness uh coming through you yeah you're honestly doing better than me kara uh, <laughs> i it's i know it's not a comparison, we're gonna need you to start coaching but, uh, us please helping <laughs> yeah no seriously it's uh and it would be also even really kind of daunting and intimidating to hear this sort of, because it feels like an awesome responsibility. But what I think Kira is, is a great example of someone who's taking the opportunity to co-create with us. Because yeah. it's not like we bear the responsibility for any person's um, evolution or enlightenment out there. This right. is all a co-creation, right? It's all family co-creation, soul family work here. And when someone is is writing in with this sort of inspiring like someone else is going to hear this story and be so inspired and now you know it's 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 this trickle effect that is so powerful and that's why we love for you guys to give reviews and also to write in with questions and thoughts and we want to integrate more of your uh more of you into the show we really do because it's not we're just facilitating. This is your show. This is our show. We're just facilitating those who are on the same branch of the same family tree out there who are tuning in because that's exactly what's happening. Out of all the things coming at us in life, for you to have found this and to be resonating with this means we are soul family. So I love you all and thank you. I feel very inspired this morning. Morning, Thanks to Kira. So, Mr. Dalian, moving right along, uh, what do you got in way of a mysterious story of the day? I've got the mysterious Monday story that I should have brought you yesterday because it was uh, mysterious <laughs> Tantalizing enough. Tuesday. Yeah, it was mysterious <laughs> enough for the whole week. Um, mm. Yeah, I like the way this is starting out. 
Indeed. Uh, how about an ancient, uh, how does it sound? The story of an ancient uh, manuscript uh-huh. on the life of Jesus Christ that was just uh, unearthed? Yeah, this would have been a Coptic uh, apocryphon, which is a, um, you know, non-canonical religious text, Coptic, in that it's, um, I believe, from Egypt. Mm-hmm. Or something to do with, uh, it was discovered in Egypt, and it has to do with, uh, I believe, Egyptian um, Catholic or Christianity, which is a thing, in mm-hmm. case you didn't know. But um, yeah, this manuscript was discovered and quickly sort of shoved aside, forgotten, not unlike a couple of others. I'm looking at you, Dead Sea Scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the most famous one, right? But uh, yeah, this one refers to Jesus as a shapeshifter, so it qualified for wow. the mysterious, yeah, uh, Settered news, and uh, yeah, that's the um, title of the article uh, on the website ancient-origins.net, which is the source of my story here. Mm-hmm. Ancient text describes Jesus as a shapeshifter, and uh, according to the story, Brendan, mm-hmm. this is why Judas used a kiss to identify Jesus. Because I'll just skip to this part of the uh, article, and I'll read you from the quote. This is, I guess, a translation uh, that a scholar. Roloff Vanderbroek of Ultrecht University in the Netherlands, who has okay. done a little bit more research in depth on, on this manuscript, right? And he's mm-hmm. published a book actually called Pseudo-Cyril of Jerusalem on the Life and the Passion of Christ, a Coptic Apocryphon. <laughs> Cyril of Ju- Jerusalem would have been the um, person that this was attributed to. But the Pseudo-Cyril part uh, means that um, whereas Cyril of Jerusalem was an actual historical figure of mm-hmm. early Christianity, etc., Pseudo Cyril means that it's a, a work that's apocryphal, meaning not attributed to an author, and um, pseudo in that it's in his style, but not necessarily by him, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyway, the quote says, and this is from the text Then the Jews said to Judas, How shall we arrest him, Jesus, in parentheses, for he does not have a single shape, but his appearance changes. Huh. Sometimes he is ruddy, sometimes he is white, sometimes he is red, sometimes he is wheat-colored, sometimes he is pallid like ascetics, sometimes wow. he is a youth, sometimes an old man. Wow. Ellipsis. So I guess Judas came up with the idea of using a kiss to let them know, hey, this is the guy. Whoever I kiss is going to be the dude. Okay? Really? Because if they tried to approach him according to a description that was uh-huh. given to them, oh, they right, wouldn't right. be able to find them, supposedly. Right. Wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the uh, let's see this understanding. It, the tech, I'll read you from the text once more. This okay. understanding of Judas's kiss goes way way back. According to Vanderbroek, the explanation of Judas's kiss is first found in Origen. Uh, that's or O R I G E N, which is a uh, theologian who lived in uh, the first century. Okay, first in one eighty five A D or so. And his work Contra Celsum, the ancient writer stated that to those who have seen him or who saw him, he did not appear alike to all. Hmm. So I, actually that's really fascinating because this is in the original claim of, you know, or the original text that claimed that Jesus was a shapeshifter, right? Right. And it says that the author, this guy, Vanderbroek, the scholar, is careful not to note that he is not suggesting that Jesus was in fact a shapeshifter. He is only saying that to early Christians, he appeared to be. Wow. So, yeah. For whatever that means. Now, I thought that this was an opportunity for us to mention a couple of other things that we might have mentioned, and I think you did at one time. But as anyone who's, you know, pretty fascinated with the early history of Jesus, whether you're a very religious person or not, you should know that, of course, there's uh, all this alternate history of Jesus 
the historical figure who supposedly did a few different things from what the Bible says, right? Uh-huh. Among other things, uh, there's a school of thought that Jesus and people who believe that Jesus was never crucified, but that was or all that made he up. also went uh, the lost years in between his youth and you know later in the Bible he was actually in. Uh, America and like Native America, oh, yeah, with the Native right. Americans like learning and teaching, or, and so you have all these different ideas about where he was and what he did, and um, you know what this makes me think of, Dale. And I've never heard this particular account or story. It, it is definitely mysterious and fascinating to um, to ponder, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, it makes me think of actually the uh, interview that we're releasing tomorrow with Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. And in that interview, you guys will hear, um, we talk about uh, the the NAWAL, which is like uh, oh. famous from, um, originally really made, I guess, uh, well-known through Carlos Castaneda books. And it's uh, a Nawal is uh, a human being who has the power to transform either spiritually or physically into an animal form. Um, and so we talked a little bit about that because, of course, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz and, and and then his son Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. They're known for you know the Toltec wisdom, which goes back to Mexico and this idea of sort of sorcery and the ability to change form and all these kind of. Uh, magical qualities and and attributes so it only makes sense that someone who is a sorcerer like jesus channeling source fully right it it would be able to uh you know defy the laws of physics walk on water turn water into wine uh you know make uh, one fish into many you know the loaves the stories like this i mean all these things what are they they're defying physics you're in a hologram you're in an illusion and once you fully are channeling source you can take control in a way that sort of hacks the code right so it makes a lot of sense and there's certainly a lot of stories out there about people doing all kinds of magical things uh going back to you know it's Bars recorded history exists, right? So uh, this is a very cool, interesting thing to report on and to just uh, just something to bend your brain a little bit today and think about and ponder. You, mm-hmm. know? you know, what's one of those uh, extraordinary, miraculous things that I think is reported in the Bible, but it's certainly reported by people who went on to be, be canonized by saints, uh, some of which display this ability by location, the ability to be in two places at once. And I want to say that mm-hmm. out of all the things you mentioned, that um, the the uh, being Jesus Christ, if if he existed, like like we understand them to be to have to have been right, this this figure, I think would have, like you said, had have had all those abilities. Uh, if if he was indeed the Son of God, then he would have had mastery over the physical, including the ability to yeah be in more than one place at once. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely something that's talked about in the Castaneda books. Uh, and for you guys who aren't familiar, it's, uh, you know, check out Carlos Castaneda, pretty well known. Oh, yeah. Teaching of Don, Don Juan is his uh, right, right. introductory yep. text. Yep, and there's yeah. quite a few. And, you know, this also makes me think of, <clears throat> there's a guy named G.W. Harding who wrote a book uh, who actually a good friend of mine uh, knows him really well. And it's all about a guy who went into uh, hypnosis and recalled a past life account of his life, at, you know, with Jesus as um I think it was the Apostle Paul or something. And his account, a firsthand in this book, a story of what it was like to be around Jesus is just this. He was like, he was, you know, a hippie teaching love and the oneness of all things. And, you know, uh, 
doing things like very in line with this sort of work. You know, Jesus wasn't a Christian. Buddha wasn't a Buddhist. These were teachers that were, you know, uh, their ideas have been turned into these sort of ideas to follow and worship and all these things. But he never said, worship me or, you know, he said, you'll do, you know, you'll do greater things than I. We are one. I and the Father are one. Things like that. So, yeah, it makes me think of of that book. And actually, someone I would like to get on is G.W. Harding just to talk about because it is a very fascinating account. Once again, don't know, you know, any of these things. I'm not claiming they are or aren't exactly how it went down or true or any of those things, but I am very, very open. And if uh, it's certainly interesting to to explore and, and check out. Yeah, and like you were telling uh, one of uh, your parents' friends who is this uh, quite religious lady, uh, and really anytime you talk to someone religious, uh, this applies to anyone who's religious uh, in connection with Christianity because the Bible is a book that was famously edited, right? So mm-hmm. uh, if if the Bible was essentially assembled together in what, the early Middle Ages by a council of people, council of church rulers actually, who decided what was going to be in it or not. Mm-hmm. I, I really have no problem with that because you have to edit a book. I mean, that's yeah. just something you have to do, right? right, right. Anyone who's released a book knows that. But uh, just be aware of that, right? So mm-hmm. like you can't, you know... At least from my point of view, you can't um, take that tack that, oh, the Bible, it's the the letter of it is just infallible and perfect because the Bible was assembled by human beings. The right. message and may have a, come and from and it's somewhere. A col- yeah. It's just a bunch of books, uh, writings put together into one, you know, package, essentially. This one's edited out. Oh, nope, we don't like what this one says. Leave it out. Okay, this one's good. And, you know, it's been assembled. It's it's hand, Man's hand is all over it. So uh, always something to consider when, you know, people like my father who take it so literally. And uh, I just think you're kind of missing the mark with that. But, you know. Teach their own, and uh, everyone has their own unique path, so no judgment in any of that, just my perspective. Um, well, thank you for sharing that very interesting story, Dalian. Um, what I would like to do is uh, riff a little bit on a quote, and uh, I've been getting inspired with some quotes myself recently. I, you know, As you guys know, oftentimes I'll find a, an inspired quote out there that I love and talk a little bit about it, and um, yeah, I've been having a, quite a few bubble up. You know, It's interesting. Sometimes I'll wake up with one in my head, and I've been starting to really write them down. And the more I write them down, the more that come. And so one that popped into my head the other day, uh, everything falls apart. Our purpose is to appreciate it while it's together. And uh, I think this is a really important point on how to approach your life. You know, uh, we, we need to, and it's something that we've circled before and we'll circle it many times again because it's one, you know, it is a daily conscious effort to really allow this to sink in and to really understand, uh, you know, if you're approaching your life from a perspective of, I need to, uh, you know, this relationship's got to last forever. This job's got to last forever. Uh, whatever I'm doing, if it doesn't last, it's not successful. It's a failure, uh, you know, and then we look at our lives and everything has fallen apart eventually. Your body's going to fall apart eventually. So why not move into a perspective of, you know, the only constant is change. <laughs> change is guaranteed. And if you can accept that, Falling apart or failure is actually a part of the growth. It's a part of the process. And you can never fully lose anyone or anything. You can take breaks from souls. You know, people are going to get on the the bus of the train of your life and your story. And then they may get off at the next stop and they may come back on 10 years later. They may never come back on. They may come back out on 10 lifetimes from now. Who knows? But if you can get into a perspective of 
everything being transient. Everything is meant to not last in a good way. And whatever you're longing for or worried about losing, don't worry. The universe can bring it that same energy that you long for tied to that person, event, or thing. It can bring it back around in totally unique ways that you've never even imagined. You, you know, think about anything that you love or fear losing. What is it you fear about? You fear this underlying energy that it, that comes with it, the, the, the way it makes you feel, the way they make you feel. Well, if you can understand that underlying energy comes from the universe and there's infinite some um, amounts of it where that came from. So instead of being so attached to sort of the, um, you know, sort of the effect, <laughs> uh, the the uh, holographic image, if you will, of this energy that you so are attracted to and uh, long for, instead of being attracted to the emanation, understand that you're tied to the source of it all. And the source can come back around in so many creative ways you've never even thought of. So allow things to fall apart. Your relationship doesn't have to last forever to be successful. You've never had an unsuccessful relationship. It's every moment, every interaction, uh, you know, has been a part of your growth. It's all led up to what it is that you're meant to become next, the next greatest and grandest version of yourself. And our, our purpose, and one thing that I've really struggled with, is to appreciate it while it's together. You know, uh, so many times for me, I I'm, can be so nostalgic and I'll, something's over and the relationship's over and then I can look back and now all of a sudden, you know, the, the, the cute thing that my girlfriend did that I didn't appreciate at all at the time, now it's like haunting me and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And your job becomes to move into the now and what is the universe bringing to you now and how can I see it for what it is and know that it's transient now and to really bring that to the forefront of my awareness in a way that allows me to be fully present and to appreciate it as if it won't last forever because if it did last forever, you'd be so bored anyway. <laughs> it's, it's, it's necessary for your ride. So our, our jobs are to become um, you know, artists, the art of living uh, and learning how things work, how the, the, the clock ticks, so to speak, and how your life is meant to unfold. And if you can bring this piece to your perspective and appreciate it while it's together and love the fact that it falls apart, embrace it, don't resist it. Now you're on to something. Now you're in the flow of, uh, of a master, essentially. Yeah, I suppose the um, one thing that you, what you said makes me think of is, and, and I was thinking about this recently, is just how this human experience is so unique because we get to have a very interesting kind of focus here, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if, we, if, if you are the kind of person who does believe that we came from a place where we were, you know, in a state of greater perfection, you could say, mm-hmm. and we had access to anything and everything that we've ever known, uh, mm-hmm. That dimension where nothing is lost, but it, the essence of everything endures forever, right? Yeah. Then it's as you said, we we wouldn't really be able to appreciate it all when like this whole giant tapestry sort of revealed in its magnificence. Yeah. It, in theory, could become too much. Certainly, it would be too much to a human being. Yeah. Because our uh, we're really these tiny vessels, right? Yeah. We really can only hold so much. And the thing that's awesome about being a human being, I think, is that. We are by design pretty small, you could say, in that we can only contain so much energy. We can only do so much with our time. Yeah. We're bound by this sort of time-space reality. But uh, we also have access to that timeless dimension. We have access to everything unlimited as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh, and this this access is also restricted to us, but again, for a reason. And part of the you know that whole tapestry, what that all adds up to, is the fact that we get to come here to 
explore really in depth some of these things, like what you said, like the idea that things are impermanent, right? Yeah. Impermanence is definitely a fact of the universe, right? Yeah. It's like we know that nothing ever stays the same. Change is the only constant, really. Yep. But uh, what would give us a really in-depth understanding of that is coming to the place where things definitely don't last, where everything's even more fragile than anywhere else, maybe, you know, yeah. where, where the very... Um, sort of essence of fragility and ephemeralness or something not lasting, something being precious like that can be known. Yeah. Like we, like we know it here. Exactly here. Our, our aim is to be fully aware present in each moment and to see it as that a present. It's a gift. It's a unique gift that will fall apart. So, and it's as unique and divine as any other moment that ever has been or will be. You can bring that into your front and center of your consciousness and awareness you are on to something <laughs> well dalian speaking of being on to something we got to get on to other things with our day but uh this has been another beautiful experience sharing uh with you all i love you all i hope you have the most magical present focused centered now day that you ever have had and you enjoy the transient nature of your reality uh we are going to leave you with a little music to help you on that journey what do we got dalian indeed it, it, it you took the words right out of my mouth to help you do that we're going to yeah leave this track for you imagined herbal flows this track is really tasty beyond the sun oh I, another sun theme track for the ah, second yeah, day yeah, in a row that's two in a row isn't it yeah interesting have a wonderful day <laughs>